Hey everyone, and welcome out to episode 285 of the Good, the Bad, and the Geeky. I'm Nick Nitro. And uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of tonight's episode, just an FYI, please support Ultimate Teenage Ninja Turtles. Go to utmt.com for the first issue, a little bit of the second, and also stay tuned. The next month or so, we'll have more information on how not only you can check out our Facebook page, donate on Patreon, but more information on our Kickstarter. So stay tuned. Also, our live show that this is a part of was recorded at Packrat Comics. Go to packratcomics.com for more information on how you can check out the 2015 Eisner Award winning Packrat Comics, a local family comic shop providing all your comic needs with graphic novels, t-shirts, comic books, action figures, statues, and tons of other awesome geeky things. It, you guys are going to love it. They uh, have tons of experience and, uh, and a lot, an extreme love of comics and pretty much anything geeky, so check them out. Uh, this episode is also sponsored by Audible.com, over 180,000 titles to choose from. Get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial. As a matter of fact, anytime you click on the link and you, you do that, you know, throw some, uh, throw some uh, change out way, you know what I'm saying? And last but not least, this episode is uh, uh, also sponsored by the Albany Radio Hour. Check out the Albany Radio Hour. Old-time radio, multiple segments, has wit, humor, comedy, you name it. Um, really, well, he, comedy and humor are the same thing, but in, in kind of in a different way. But you know what? The show has both. All written by uh, Jimmy Jerome Wetzel, and uh, originally started off at Packard Comics, but is now at Mad Labs Columbus on the second Saturday of every month. Check it out. For more information, go to com. You can also find information on that website at com on how to check out the podcast because we record the live show and each kind of segment or sketch in the show, um, show within the show, has its own episode, podcast episode. So check that out for more information. It's all been on com. All right, here's episode 285 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Why Not Green? Adventures in Space and Time. Yes, the time is applied in a little episode we like to call The Creeping Doom or I can feel it piping in the air tonight. Enjoy. Our tale begins 200 years or so into the future. Captain Conway, the final survivor, surviving member of his ship in a last-ditch effort, took a shuttlecraft looking for peaceful alien life that could offer him hope. Conway, though, was losing hope. A hopeless man... <clears throat> Hello? Captain? Uh, I'm, I'm awake. Apparently a hopeless man is a sleepy man. Ugh, I must have dozed off. Computer, the shuttle has stopped. Where are we? Oh, crud, said the captain as he read the scan results on the shuttle craft monitor. Which, which one is this? I mean, is this, the, is this the planet's atmosphere like the other atmospheres in Allies database? Atmosphere reading. Oxygen-based planet with toxicity of 25%. Ugh, crud. Computer. Identify toxicity. Unknown. Samples from outside the shuttle show nothing conclusive like mercury, carbon dioxide, and toxic 
amounts of nitrogen, argon, or potassium. Hmm. I guess the only thing left for me to do is to put my helmet on and see if the atmosphere will allow me to survive. Computer, please keep open communication stored in my captain's log. Yes, Captain. Open channel between my programming and Captain George S. Conway. Hmm. Thank you for the play-by-play, uh, -play, computer. I do not understand your question or statement. That was sarcasm, you big old bucket of bolts. I do not understand your question or statement. Sarcasm! Look, are you recording? Yes. Yay! Now, look, who understood my statement? Look who understood my statement or question. Now, I am removing my helmet. Please be ready to declare any problems with my immune system and give me a full, a full health diagnostic in 15 minutes. I will comply. Here we go again, and... Well, it feels fine out here. I feel oddly okay, yet emotional. Weird. Health diagnostics fluctuate. Cause of fluctuations unknown. What, what do you mean, unknown? I highly advise walking not too far away from the shuttle, Captain. But, but I feel like... like Computer, health diagnostic report. Structural endometrial growth stimulated. Bone resorption reduced. Accelerated metabolism. Other symptoms unknown. What? Oh, God. Oh, I, f I feel so weird. I feel like I need to... I do not understand your question or statement. Computer! Captain George S. Conway turns around, falls to his knees, in so much pain he can hardly breathe. What is this strange feeling overcoming him? I can't stop this feeling. I do not understand oh. your question or statement. Deep in, inside of me. Failure oh. to recognize or understand command. Captain Conway reaches towards his spacesuit and presses a button. What is the button, you ask? Great question. Before we can find out, George keels over, landing face first into the dirt. Nasty, dirty dirt of the planet. He, he feels the creeping doom of life as he knows it encompass him. Computer, must help signal for... I do not understand your question or statement. Signal for... For whatever is on this planet, it will change him forever. Wait, why did I accentuate that and not creeping doom from earlier? Failure to recognize or understand command. Shut up, computer! No one asked you! <clears throat> I do not understand your question or statement. I'm gonna try that again. <clears throat> For whatever is on this planet, this planet with its creeping doom. Help! Me! Failure <sighs> to recognize or understand command. 
Captain Conway knows only now that it will change George S. Conway forever. Shane Stefantic is Professor Why Not. James Daly is Doc Green. Deep inside the elevator looking like ship called the Jarvis, which stands for Jumping Around Recreational Vehicle in Space, or as Doc Green likes to call it, Jarvis Sat, Jumping Around Recreational Vehicle in Space and Time. Both of them together are... Great Scooter and Time! You forgot the time! Yes, the time is implied. Tonight's episode is entitled, The Creeping Doom, or, I can feel it creeping in the air tonight, oh lord. But deep within the halls of the Jarvis, what in the world? Deep within the halls of the... Could you just, like, deep within the halls, excuse me, I'm trying to, you know, Huey Lewis, he is all the news. Okay, this is clearly all your fault. How is it my fault? We copious amounts of potato vodka left and he was depressed. Copious. Like the rockets. Since it's better he is here doing this with me. Ooh, potatoes. Than being alone and depressed by itself. Oh, look at you, being a pal. That's me, Doc Green, your pal. Pal? Yes, we are pals. No, 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 pal. Noun. Also known as an accomplice or being very close to an intimate friend, comrade, or chum. That is what we are. Chum? Ugh, ugh. Nasty stuff in the bottom of that bucket. What bucket? <laughs> that bucket right there. There wasn't a bucket there, Professor. Chum. Oh, for God's sake. Anyway, as the professor is dancing, well, I wouldn't forget about the drunken singing. <laughs> I am singing. La, 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 la. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, you are. Anyway, deep within the time stream, the Jarvis flies, to flies towards a new destination led by Doc Green, super genius and creator of the time-traveling Dodge Neon. Thank you. And with him, the owner of the Jarvis itself is... The Professor. I do love me some drunk. Drink. Ah, wording. Cheers to that. Mm. Song's great, I love it. It's a good song. Good song. Hey! Oh! That's not Huey Lewis! Oh! Oh! Uh, um... Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah! Even in a drunken stupor, Doc Green realized that the Jarvis was alarming... 
to pull out of the time stream. The Javasat is telling me to pull out of the time stream! Hold on! In what felt like a sharp turn, the Jarvis swings out of the time stream and around 200 years or so into the future. Great Skoda! He exclaimed as he checked the ship's computers. It seems that the Javasat has found something interesting. Just the thing to get the old Professor Noodle going out of this depression. Ooh, you know, you know what I like? No, what? I like noodles. Huh? Isn't that interesting? Noodles. Huh? Makes me feel clever. Oh, wait, wait, I am clever. You're also drunk here. <laughs> uh, ooh, Tic Tacs. Mm, yum. Sure, uh, Tic Tac. Mm. <coughs> oh, that's simply disgusting. Oh, hey, wait, what? What happened? A fun little invention of mine. I like to call it Drunk Be Gone. A pill for the morning after. Hmm. A pill that cures drunkenness? Well, that's absolutely brilliant, Doc. Right, which sometimes can lead to poor decisions such as DUIs or great score of pregnancy. Well, right. Well, that, that got weird. I'm working on a pill for that, too. Oh, well, of course you are. Oh, they already have one. It's called Zoloft. So, um, what did you or the Jarvis find that, that uh, required you breaking me out of my drunken stupor of depression, which I was wallowing in just fine, by the way? Well, look for yourself! And other than the Jarvis navigational system, Doc Green turns the monitor towards the professor, which shows a map of the nearby galaxies and the one that they currently are in, the Emoticai Emoji Eye 8 galaxy. Oh, hello there. Ooh, what are you doing, little Bing? What's that? Did mean old Doc Green turn you down? Yes, I turned the volume down on just that machine, nothing else. But there can only be so many bings a man can take, Professor. My ship, my rules, no one turns down this machine. What does this do anyway? Well, uh, it's my navigational machine that goes bing, of course. Oh, how silly of me to underestimate the wonderful technology of the Chronolords. Yes, yes, we do have amazing technology. Isn't that right, little bing machine? Bing. 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 Clever little Bing machine. Bing! Wait! If the volume was down, how did the navigational system trigger a red alert? Clever little machine? Well, I have an override sensor in here to get the bigger alarms kicked in as you know, a little safety precaution. Great Skoda! Anywho, so, looks like a distress beacon. Yes, and it appears to be from that planet there. Ah, hmm. Oh, there we go. Oh, now, why in the... Bloody blazes, where do you want to go there? Go where, Professor? Oh, to that planet. Now get it, what planet is that? Ah, oh, that's simply Bipolar Remotes. Yes, okay, you see, we're in the Emoticai Emojii 8 galaxy. The 8th galaxy on this side of the universe where eh, pretty much every planet has a strange atmosphere. So what is so strange about this atmosphere? Well, it depends on which one you go to. Doc, see, the basic galaxies 1 through 7, well, they've been heavily explored. But the 8th galaxy, ah, well, that's, mankind hasn't explored much of that yet. Uh, now, even us chrono lords uh, don't know a particularly lot about that galaxy. Um, uh, there were rumors, though. Rumors of what? Oh, you know, this and that, and people being infected with craziness, absolute insanity, you know, you know the basics of losing one's mind. Great scholar! Is that what awaits us down on the polar remotes? Good question. Rumors have it, of course, that it gives you violent mood swings, uh, you know, but uh, no one knows for sure. Hmm. 
What other planets are in the area? Ah, yes, well, there's Chrysanium, and uh, it's one of the moons, uh, Bordekai. Mm, Chrysanium makes them go crazy, right? Correct. Interesting. I wonder what the atmosphere is like there. Well, that's the thing. Not too many people know. Chaos lives there, and Chaos is king. Uh, we need to avoid that place as best we can. Wait, the Javasat sensors are picking up something else, besides the distress signal, I mean. Hmm. Something else in the atmosphere on the surface of Bipolar Remote. Interesting indeed. Well, lucky for us, the Jarvis will Jarvis be able at. to help us with that. Uh, the kind of um, protective shield from harmful things in the air. I didn't know the Jarvis Act did that. Uh, neither did I until I read it in the manual just now. Uh, but um, here's the thing. It won't last too long. Eventually, the shield will lower and we will be susceptible to anything that's in the air. Uh, but, uh, and it's a big but. Uh, you cannot lie. No other brother can deny. Hopefully, it won't be an issue for us because the Jarvis will be scanning the surface and getting enough data to let us know what's going on. Right, and then we can stop whatever it is from doing whatever it does to whomever it's doing it to. Right, I, I think. Great, Scooter, we have no time to delay. It looks like this distress signal has been going on for a while now, but the Jarvis act can't pinpoint its exact time of origin. Huh, then yes, let's get hopping. And a hopping they did. They hop their way into a new spacesuit provided by the Jarvis, and the Jarvis lands squarely onto the planet's surface. But what is beyond the doors? Hmm, I wonder what's beyond these doors. Apparently an echo. Anyway, the elevator-like door of the Jarvis, shut it, opens, and lo and behold, a beautiful, uh, wasteland? Oh, oh it's not a wasteland, it's just, um, barren. Ha, ha, uh, ooh. Ooh, looks like it's not completely barren, hmm. Yes, yes, we're getting heavy readings of life over there. As the professor scans and follows the signals that his trusty sonic spatula, Doc Green curiously travels behind him, observing the very barren what, uh, landscape, quietly debating whether or not to eat something before venturing out. Okay, here we go, up that hill. Both men reached the top of the hill, and they paused to look down, for the valley below was a small metropolis, if we can really call it that, being a small village, but maybe, or, but whatever uh, it was, the buildings and everything in the city were beautiful, shimmering, and just gorgeous. But something was off. What was it? Maybe that strange humanoid female to Doc Green's right could tell us, JUMP IN JEHOSAPHAT! GREEN SCUDDER! WHERE DID YOU COME FROM? Oh, sorry about the screaming. Uh, those two are just little girls. Uh, I was trying to say hello there, so, um, hello there. She can't understand you, Professor! Ah, you forget, old friend, that Jarvis actually acts as a translator. Great scholar! So she can understand us then? Duh. Right, so, who are you? My name is MJ. Well, um, my name is, um, The Professor. And, and this is Doc Green. I can introduce myself, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Anywho, my name is the Professor. Doc Green! My name is Doc Green! Yes, and we're here looking for the source of a distress signal. Uh, uh, looks like it was on the other edge of that valley over there. By the way, pleasure to meet you, MJ. Uh, surely it stands for something. Um, Mary Jane, perhaps? Yep. Am I good or what? Alright, listen, MJ, as I said, we're looking for the source of a distress signal. Uh, it's being beamed into space. And... We picked up on it. Now we're here to, uh, you know, see if the day needs saving. 
I don't know what you're talking about. A distress signal? We are a peaceful village, Professor. One with all the things needed to survive, and there has been no distress. Well, let me be the judge of that. Uh, uh, can you take us back to your leader? Ugh, men! You know I can hear you, right? Uh, will I... Uh, no? The society here does not have a leader, but instead a ruling council. Oh, that's just as good. I don't get it! A council who ro- rules as opposed to one leader? The logic is the same if you sort of think of it. Not exactly. Uh, either way, the sooner we can get to the council, the sooner we can find out who said there's a stress bit signal and be on our way. Very well. Come on. And no funny business, jerks. The young girl, MJ, leads both the professor and Doc Green down to the valley as they walk into the town, which is beautifully decorated and well-kept. Oh, and look there! There's lovely flowers all about. <clears throat> uh, both friends look around at the inhabitants. Hey, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yes, I do, because, man, I'm, I'm hungry for, for anything, but in particular for cupcakes. What? No, 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 no. Look closer, Doctor. Donuts? Oh, come on. Look again. Ah, Great Scooter. Great Scooter is right. For as Doc Green looked around, all the inhabitants of the small town in the bottom of the valley are all females. Why is it that my first instinct is to ask for a sandwich? (laughs) Well, um, that would be because you're originally from a time period where men on Earth are still idiots. (laughs) Maybe with some extra mail. MJ, I'm terribly sorry for my friend here. Yeah, sure. No, no, I truly am. We're modest space travelers. And time! You forgot about the time! Oh, right, we already did that. Great scholar, we did? We did, didn't we? Wait, you're time travelers? Well, I wouldn't go that far. And your ship, where is it? Hmm. Tell the ruling council that our ship is on the other side of this here valley. MJ secretly wasn't buying the professor's lie but continued to lead them through the center of the town as the female townsfolk stopped and murmured. But the professor and Doc Green continued to follow MJ, who leads them past the sandwich shop that Doc Green was eyeing earlier. Mm. (laughs) Told you there were sandwiches! You just thought I was being stupid. That's true, but this whole town, look, it's pristine. As I debate the population and size on whether this is a city, a town, or metropolis, because we're really just throwing words around now. Uh, The professor and Doc Green are led into a building up a flight of stairs to a large conference room with a circular table by MJ. All three are greeted by women who all come out and sit down at their table in front of them. Mary Jane, thank you for doing your job and doing it well, especially on a day like today. Uh, yeah. The day of bloodshed, of bloating. Of bloating. And I see you have found the most vilest of species roaming around the universe. Men. Ew. (laughs) Really? Men are the worst? I mean, sure, our our breath smells like eggs in the morning, we pee in the shower, uh, you know, um... Great scooter! I never... We take drinks right from the milk carton, we lie, we be honest, uh, not talk enough... Okay, it was just once, but it was an emergency! And, you know, we have more interest in the telly when the big game's on, but, you know, hey, hey, we're not slimoid slime beings from slimoid star... Alright, I pee in the shower every day! 
I do not know of this slimoid being, slime nine, or whatever it is you say, vile creature known as man. So primitive their thoughts to quick, to quickly defer judgment. Our city has not had such primitive creatures in our sight since the Great War. Oh, really? The Great War? You've not had men for that long? Thankfully, yes. Well, I know there are some species that, um, you know, poof, uh, mitosis, but um, you don't look like one of those species. So primitive, your thoughts. We eat, we live, we care for each other. That is all that matters. Without primates such as yourself, we live in peace, in seclusion. Well, um, do you perhaps, um, hurt? Primates uh, such as myself when, when, when we arrive? Us? Do barbaric acts such as physical harm? Here, we allow no one to be pushed down the stairways. Our trip in the cleanliness room of bathing and beauty. How dare you accuse us? No, it was merely a question. I'm, I'm not trying to cast judgment on you, my dear woman. Just merely pointing out that we were drawn here by a distress signal. A sign that alerts us that someone is in, um, well, you know, distress. And what? You are their saviour? Me? No, no, no. More like a friendly pal, just saying hello. We do not like your hellos. We do not like you being friendly. Enough of this. I rule that we lock both men up. What? On what charge? For being men. I second this motion. As the rest of the council throw their votes in, it is very adamant that they really hate men. That the vote was unanimous, that they lock up the professor and Doc Green. The cast has been voted. What does that even mean? And so the vote has been cast. MJ, please escort both men to their prison cells. Uh, I shall perform thy bidding, almighty council. Looks like our boys have gotten themselves into a bit of a pickle. Oh, really a cucumber if you think about it. With the creepy ruling council ordering Mary Jane to take our heroes to the local valley prison, how will Doc Green and Professor Why Not get out of this one? Will they ever get to the shuttle? And what exactly is the creeping doom that lingers in the air tonight? Oh, Lord. It looks like our boys are in some real trouble now. Any chance I could get a cucumber? I'm starving. Don't miss next month's episode entitled The Great Escape from the Jailhouse on This Rock, or... Don't drop the soap. In the following installment of Why Not Green Adventures in Space. And time? Oh, yes, darling. The time is implied. Okay. <laughs>